Are you considering investing in a new roof? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Houston Roofer Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the roofing industry and provide you with the latest industry trends, informative interviews, answer all of your roofing questions, and provide a buyer's guide for your next roofing project so that you can be confident in the decision that you're making. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Houston Roofer. And today I am here with Joel, and we're going to be talking about what you need to know about insurance deductibles. And I think it's a really important topic because when it comes to dealing with getting roof repairs done, getting a roof replacement, maybe you were impacted by a Houston storm or harsh weather conditions or hail. I think this is an episode you definitely want to listen to and share with your friends as well who are homeowners. So Joel, Welcome. Let's talk a little bit about this whole insurance deductible thing. I mean, insurance as a whole, there's many different moving components to it. And I think it makes sense to have a discussion just specifically about the deductible part of it. So what can you tell our audience about insurance deductibles? What are some of the important things that they need to know about? Sure. So excited to be back and talk about this important topic. And it's just a question that we get asked a lot. So I'd love to discuss it with our listeners. So basically the insurance, let's say if you have a claim and an adjuster comes out, they approve the roof for, we would say there's two different types of policies, actual cash value policy and replacement cost value policy. Okay. Actual cash values treating the roof kind of like a used car. It's worth what it's worth. Most likely and hopefully you, the homeowner would have a replacement cost value policy. All right. And that just means that they're not paying what it costs 10 years ago or 15 years ago. They're paying what it costs today to replace, which is fantastic. They're going to generate that estimate in software called Xactimate. So let's say it's $20,000. They have line items for your roof for every single thing that's on your roof. That's how the estimates generated. Okay. So there's a total amount of replacement cost value that they're saying it's $20,000. Now the deductible is the portion of that, that you, the client or homeowner or insured is responsible for. All right. So if it was $5,000 deductible, the homeowner would pay $5,000 and the insurance company would pay $15,000 to equal the $20,000 replacement cost value. So basically the deductible is going to be factored into the total cost. And that's what the homeowner has to pay. That's going to be their portion. And then plus whatever, you know, the insurance company has approved to cover would equal the total compensation that goes into the project. Correct. Correct. And the deductible is paid to the contractors. So people ask us that a lot. They think they have to pay their insurance company the deductible. And they call it the scope of work or approval letter. It can be confusing. Sometimes homeowners think they've already paid it because it'll say $20,000 minus $5,000 equals $15,000. And so the insured or the homeowner sitting there thinking, well, look, they deducted it out. They've already paid it. But Really, it's 15 plus the five equals 20. That's the replacement. It's just one portion is for the homeowner, the deductible. One portion is for the insurance company, the rest of the cost. And that all goes 
to the contractor to pay for material labor, you know, and then their overhead and profit to do the roof per the scope. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I think that the average homeowner who has never, you know, had to have a roof replacement done before wouldn't really know that because I would have thought, oh, well, you know, of course it's just going to be directly with the insurance, that part of it. And so I assume then the roofing contractor has to work with the insurance for them to get that portion of it back from the money from the insurance then. So yeah, your deductible would be paid by the client to the contractor. Then there's typically a first payment that comes to the insured or, or homeowner that's paid to the contractor. So that would be your ACV, actual cash value payment. And then at the end of the job, the contractor is required to show proof that the deductible has been paid in full. So they want to snap a photo of that check. And then they submit to the insurance company something called the certificate of completion with photos showing that the roof has been done, that everything in the scope of work has been done. And then the back end depreciation, they call it, is released to the homeowner and that's then paid to the contractor as well. So it's a little bit confusing. And so that's why we like to to talk about it and clear up any questions that people may have. Yeah, thank you. And I think, yeah, I mean, that does clarify it. And I think that it just puts the whole light on the perspective of how the process is and what happens. And I think another question that I've seen a lot of homeowners ask is, you know, can they waive, like, can they ask a contractor to waive a portion of it? And is that even, I mean, I don't know, is that legitimate or not? Yeah. So it used to be very common, you know, definitely in like states like Texas, deductibles used to be $500 or $1,000. And literally for storm chasers, we would call them, the pitch was knock on the door and get a free roof because the contractor would pay the $500 or the $1,000 and, you know, so waive that portion basically that was legal, you know, due. And so, you know, the insurance companies wanted to put an end to this, obviously. And so the laws have been changed. So it's actually a crime now for the contractor to waive or pay any portion of the deductible in Texas. It's a class B misdemeanor up to 180 days in jail. And not only for the contractor, but for the homeowner, for the client. So it's something you really want to pay attention to. It sounds like a great deal. And, you know, but there's some other things at play there that make it not so great a deal. So I have discussions with homeowners all the time and they'll say things like, you know, my neighbor, they didn't have to pay their deductible. And so I have to really explain to them why they probably are great people, had good intentions. They just weren't given all the facts. And so they they made what could potentially be a big mistake. So the way that that typically works is the way contractors do this illegal activity is they typically have two separate contracts. So there's a contract for them and the insured that's kind of for their eyes only just between them. And then there's the real numbers for the insurance company, you know, that the insurance company has provided that's for them. And so now you're committing wire fraud and other types of crimes and you're involving the homeowner in that. And for the the homeowners and clients we work with, that's not something they want to be involved in. You know, homeowners who do things like this, they, they don't know they're committing a crime most of the time. They're just good people. It sounds like a great deal. Sure, I'll do it. And they don't understand that they are committing a crime or they wouldn't do it most of the time. Now, 
Another thing to really consider about that is, all right, let's just to step back. Your insurance company is a for-profit company, right? And they're not in the business of handing out extra money or just giving away money. They really don't do that at all. So they produce the estimate in Xactimate, the software program, right? That's called, it's a fair market value software based on zip code updated monthly. So it's very accurate. Now, any contractor, you know, if, if they're waiving a portion or eating a portion of the deductible, then they're undercutting that cost, that price. So you would just really want to ask yourself, how are they doing that? They have to be cutting corners somehow. So maybe they're using cheap installers or, you know, unexperienced installers or guys that haven't been properly vetted or they're using cheap material or they don't have insurance or, you know, there's, they have to make that up somehow. There's got to be a way where they could be able to afford to do it at a price less than what your insurance said it should be. So if any contractor gives you an estimate and it's under your insurance estimate, that should really be a red flag to you. And so, you know, that's just something to really pay attention to and watch out for. So it sounds like a great deal. Contractors get a waive or pay a portion of my deductible, you know, but turns out you're committing a crime, class B misdemeanor. You don't want to do that. You don't want to risk jail. And then they're using cheap materials or they're cutting corners and those could lead to much more expensive mistakes than the cost of your deductible. So I don't think homeowners should have to pay a deductible at all. You pay a ton in insurance and I don't yeah. think they should have to pay it at all. I think it's you know outrageous and, and the amounts that they make homeowners pay is outrageous. You know They're increasing them all the time, 2%, 3%, but I, I don't make the laws either. And it kind of just is what it is. We can fight that legally and in courts and elect different congressmen and things like that, write letters to our congressmen and all that. But at the moment, in most states, that's the law. You have to pay your deductible. And so it's just something you want to pay attention to and something that you really want to do. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, it's very unfortunate that, you know, the homeowner really doesn't have a clue what's what's happening behind the scenes. And they're putting their trust in that contractor. And they're like, Oh, yeah, of course, I want to save some money. And of course, yeah, you know, I'd like to pay less, however I can. But I think the bottom line is, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And you really just can't take their word for it. It's It's almost like if someone pitches you something like that, you need to do your own due diligence and you need to ask the right follow-up questions because you really need to understand, well, if they're able to do that, right? And everyone else, every other roofing contractor is not offering that. Well, how is it that they can do that and no one else is offering it? That right there should be a big red flag, right, Joel? Yeah, absolutely. That's very big red flag and a telltale sign that yeah, that's not the kind of roofing contractor you want to work with. I'd stay far away. We're a member of Roofing Contractors Association of Texas, Houston Area Roofing Contractors Association, and anyone in that group, if they're caught waving a deductible, is kicked out of the group automatically. It's it's something that good contractors understand and know that it's just not in the margins. I can't eat a $3,000 fourth. We're not making that much on these roofs. So it has to be made up another way in quality, which is something that good contractors just won't sacrifice. After all, this is 
your roof that protects your home. And, you know, so again, your insurance company is a for-profit company. They're not giving you the upgrades. They're not giving you all the bells and whistles. They're not giving you the latest, greatest roof. They're giving you exactly what you need to protect their investment. They're insuring your interior, your floors, and your countertops and all your furniture and your, the rest of your dwelling, they want to know that there's a good proper roof on your, your home. And so should you. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this on a previous episode of how a roofing company, if they're not even in business anymore, neither is your warranty. So like, let's put it this way. If you retain the services of a roofing contractor that is using shady business practices to cut costs either for themselves are, are for you, right? But what happens then is when people catch on to that, right? And they just end up going out of business. Well, you also have no warranty and you're basically out of luck with what you paid because that company is no longer around to service that warranty. Like we did an episode on that. And, and I think that that's a really important key point for homeowners to really understand that aspect as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very important. I met a homeowner just the other day and we were inspecting his roof. It was three years old and there were all these issues with it, installation error issues that are just unacceptable. And I said, you know, you need to call the contracting company that did this and make them come fix this correctly. And he said, you know, they're, they're long gone. And so it's even worse really than, than, you know, going out of business. They're, declaring bankruptcy, going out of business, and then opening up again under another name, continuing to operate and continuing to make money and continuing to take advantage of homeowners that just aren't educated to know know better. Yeah. And I think education is so essential. And the primary reason for you wanting to launch this podcast, you know, for you and Laura is really that you guys really want to educate homeowners, you know, when it comes to the roof buying process and, and what they need to know about, what they need to be aware of, how do they make that right decision. And I think that's great because there need to be more resources out there than just what people can Google. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, Google is great, but it's still limited in terms of firsthand information that you get from a professional who, you know, works that industry every single day and who knows what they're doing. So, you know, I think that this is the reason why you wanted to do this and it's really to help people. Yeah, absolutely. Homeowners hopefully only have to replace their roof once, you know, maybe twice in their entire lifetime. So it's not something that they do every day. Hopefully they don't have to go through the insurance process, which can be overwhelming and confusing, you know, more than once or twice in their lifetime. And so it's not something people, you know, have a lot of education with. It's just something we happen to do every single day. So, you know, it, it helps a lot in being able to guide homeowners through those, those types of things. So just a few other things to kind of highlight. As far as the deductible is concerned, storm chasers, you know, we would call who, who would knock on a door will get homeowners to sign what's called a contingency form. And those are illegal contracts. We don't do that at TrueWorks Roofing. They're not enforceable by law. But, you know, I have had homeowners file a claim and not be told about the deductible and then they get approved and then they're like, wait, I have to pay what now? So you just want to go before you file a claim. You want to look at your policy and you want to see specifically for wind and hail, what 
your deductible is. And it's usually a percentage of the appraisal value of your home. So typically it'd be like 1%. Now they're kind of changing them all. It'd be 2%. For a hurricane or a named storm, they're typically a little higher, like 2% or 3%. So you want to see what that is before you file the claim and make sure that's something that you're able to do and something within your budget. Now, I will also say that, you know, while waiving or paying any portion of the deductible is completely illegal and not something you as the client or homeowner want to be involved with at all, you can finance or, you know, have a program, a payment plan for the deductible. Use a good, reputable contractors will have FDIC approved lenders that they partner with because at that point you're just spreading it out over monthly payments. I mean, we even have 0% same as cash you know, no interest for a year payment plans that homeowners can take advantage of where it just creates some flexibility. It takes a little bit of that upfront cost that that can be tough for homeowners to find an extra 4000 or, you know, whatever dollars. So, you know, so that is legal and that is an, a good option to explore as far as the deductible goes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because you're right. An unexpected expense. People don't realize they're going to need to have an extra 5k in the bank. And then they also have their kids that they're sending to college and they have tuition to pay and they have other expenses. And so it can be a stressor on a family. You know, it really can. So having the financing options available makes it less stressful. It makes it doable and it gives them the opportunity to, to pay over time versus, you know, emptying out their bank account, you know, a little more than they'd like to because they'd rather have money in the bank for other emergencies, you know, that could come up because even like your roof, it's an emergency in a way, right? If your roof is damaged and your roof is leaking and, and you've got to get it repaired, it's not something that you can just sit on because the more that you sit on it, the more damage that's going to happen. And in reality, that's going to cost even more money to, you know, to fix that or to, to get it replaced because it may cause other structural damages within your property as well. So those are all important considerations. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the last thing I'd leave, I mean, you know, if you are approved, but it's under your deductible, then that's a situation where the homeowner would say, oh, well, that's unfortunate. I guess I'll just have to pay out of pocket. When in reality, there are things, and this can be for another episode, there are legal avenues at that point that you can fight, you know, that you can use to get full approval. It's unfortunately kind of an insurance tactic to, you know, collect premiums and then underpay. I see sometimes claims come in, I mean, literally a dollar under the deductible as if this is like some kind of game or joke or something. And it's unfortunate, but there are avenues like the appraisal process where a homeowner has that's their legal right to invoke, to go ahead and, and still move forward and get that full roof replacement. So, you know, don't give up and you think you may have a hailstorm. I would just say, you know, it's good to have a roofer, but work with an insurance expert and not just a storm chaser, but a local company that's trusted with great reviews that does insurance work, that knows how to really guide you and walk you through the process and do it legally. And, you know, because that's going to protect you and it's going to protect your, your home. It's going to protect your roof and it's going to be the best long-term decision for you. 
Absolutely. And Joel, thank you so much. I mean, you've shared, you know, so much great information for our listeners and our audience. And I guess we will see them all on the next episode. (laughs) Absolutely. This has been a blast and looking forward to it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Houston Roofer podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and take a moment to share it with your friends. Visit our podcast website to listen to all the latest episodes at www.houstonrooferpodcast.com and follow TrueWorks Roofing on social media. Our handle is TrueWorks Roofing and check out our website www.trueworksroofing.com or call us at area code 713-903-ROOF to schedule a roof repair or roof replacement consultation. See you on the next episode.